Welcome to T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Your host is Jose Negron. We take the guesswork out of technological jargon so that you know what's next, why it's great or not so great, and how you can benefit from it by learning about it early. Now, here is Jose Negron. Welcome, everybody. This is your host, Jose Negron, on voiceamerica.com on the Variety Channel, hosting the Lead Technology Show, T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technology, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or noon Eastern Time. You can also catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. See your local listing for exact start time, either the morning or evening program at voiceamerica.com on the Variety Channel. As always, I'd like to thank my audience. Uh, We continue to grow. Uh, We're uh, coming to a close of of our fourth season. Our fifth season starts uh, the 1st of September. I'm I'm very excited about that, and we'll have more programming information about that. But as a reminder, why do we do T3 program? Why do we talk about uh, today, tomorrow's technologies? Is uh, We're trying to make sure that the scientists, the innovators, the engineers can talk to the non-techies and understand some of the technology and the new products or gadgets that come onto the world's market and how those gadgets gadgets and and products assist your life and make your lifestyle a little bit better. So that's the reason we do it. Uh, To keep our audience informed, please call at uh, 866-472-5788 or email me at todaytomorrowstechnology at gmail.com. I'm excited today. We've been doing uh, several programs on robotics, and we've done uh, round robins on technology. We introduced two new products, Numatech, Nucroma. We've uh, talked about the medical technology and innovation. We talked about robotics. What do we know? We talked about space robotics. We talked about recently automation. Is it needed now? And today's subject, I want to just focus on medical robotics and, and innovation. And to uh, discuss this today and help me with the topic, uh, I've invited uh, uh, Ms. Sarah uh, Cristina Castillo Benitez, uh, our registered nurse. Uh, she was on the program a few weeks back. We talked about the pneumobag kit, uh, Case 95, uh, where her team, or she led a team that saved the leg of a 95-year-old woman who was scheduled for amputation. So, Sarah, welcome to the show. I'm looking very forward to uh, discussing medical robotics in the field of medicine with you and uh, before we get started though I want to get a little background but uh, welcome to the show. Hello Jose how are you so thank you for inviting me to the show so I'm here to help you as much as possible. Perfect so let's talk about uh, for those of you that missed the show and the shows that I just uh, listed uh, please go to our podcast uh, voiceamerica.com the variety channel look up T3 today tomorrow's technologies and you can download uh, the podcast and listen to this as I said uh, Sarah's team treated it and saved a 95 year old uh, lady's or patient's leg Uh, she had uh, a chronic wound and she was scheduled for uh, for amputation, and so uh, that is, uh, uh, and then also, uh, Sarah is uh, written an article. Uh, it was published. It's called "Distributive Treatment to Prevent Amputation: Enhanced Limb Salvage in an Elderly Patient." It was published uh, 5 June 2019. Number n- uh, nine, uh, 129, uh, 154 is the uh, number for that particular article. And of course, uh, uh, the authors were Sarah. 
Castillo, Rosa uh, Duran, Pilar Ruiz, Dr. Hang, and of course, Dr. Land. Uh, it was published under the Department of Medicine, Dermatology, UCLA School of Medicine, Los Angeles. So uh, take a look at that. But our subject today, as I said, is medical robotics and innovation. We've been talking about robotics, and I really got excited about this because uh, there's so many things that I'm learning about robotics that I've really taken it for granted. Even though I've been studying this field for a number of years, over 10 years, I'm quite fascinated as I continue to study and learn about the field. But first, let's, let, let me talk about uh, definitions. First of all, technology is the science and the knowledge uh, of, of solving a problem and inventing useful tools. Innovation, of course, is uh, the action to create a new method or idea or a product. And disruptive technology is a technology that really changes the way business or the industry operates. And robotics has certainly been a disruptive technology. In fact, uh, I was quoted or read from Bill Gates, the pace of innovation today is faster than ever. And that is true as we continue to move uh, uh, through the technology, the innovation, and of course, how robotics is helping us. Just a couple of facts here. Two out of every five people on earth today, um, uh, there are a lot because higher crop output and that helped fuel the green revolution 40 percent of the earth population is alive uh, today uh, from uh, uh, the smallpox uh, because of the um, uh, the small po- or the smallpox uh, or polio uh, vaccine same thing with polio uh, cases are down 99 percent we've pretty much eradicated that but that was because of the polio vaccine it was a master effort so uh, at this time I switch our topic. Let's focus on, uh, you know, robotic health, uh, care in the hospital. And, uh, of course, our show today is about uh, uh, talking about uh, medical robotics and the innovation uh, that has created in, in, in the hospital. So let me just go on. And, uh, uh, Sarah, as we begin t- uh, to discuss these definitions and, and then move out and talk about robotics and, and medicine, uh, there, there's a growing need for robots and especially in the nursing field because of uh, the need for assistance, the need uh, for more hands in in the hospital and just to make it faster and more economical for the hospital itself. So some of the issues that you may run into are some of the issues that you run into as a nurse that you may need a robot for assistance. Uh, okay, Jose. So um, I'm very impressed about uh, about uh, how nowadays so robots are uh, becoming more important in our procedures, our tasks uh, in hospitals, in, in in healthcare system. So there are so many tasks that robots can perform. So. Just to mention something, so um, for example, telepresent uh, robots that can work as a surgical assistance, rehabilitation robots, medical transportation robots, sanitation, and uh, even disinfection robots. Um, 
And also, there is an important um, the important aspect about the robotic uh, prescription in dispensing system, the medication oh, and drugs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me just expand on some of the things that you talked about. Uh, telepresence. Right now, the, the Veteran Administration is making a big push in telepresence medicine for those uh, rural areas where folks cannot come into the hospital, or come into a clinic, or or a, a, a medical dispensation. So they do uh, set up with uh, a telepresence or teleconferencing. Uh, you mentioned surgical assistance. Uh, Ro- I am surprised how many robots are being created, manufactured, and produced to help surgeons uh, do medical procedures, uh, and uh, and especially spinal procedures, uh, hip, and 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 of course the uh, the knee surgeries, rehabilitation yeah. on robots. Uh, robots are used to help patients to rehabilitate. And in fact, uh, there was a quote, I think, uh, that the pa- uh, just having a, a robot sit with a patient and, and converse is better than a, a, the best uh, uh, bear doll that you can have because there is a human interaction. And you mentioned transportation. I've seen in the, in the San Francisco hospitals right now, they have uh, what I call, I'm going to call them the delivery robots, Maybe. that uh, there are many fridge uh, that sip along delivering pills, bringing lunch to patient, uh, they just are moving specimens and med- medical equipment to different labs, opening doors and elevators. As you mentioned, sanitation and disinfection is huge in hospitals. I mean, uh, the robotics uh, to disinfect a hospital room has increased and, and, of course, will continue to increase. Uh, and, of course, our robotic prescription that you mentioned, and uh, as well as there's a little robot called Tug uh, Robot. It's an autonomous mobile robot uh, specifically um, uh, specifically for hospitals and the company is Atheon uh, from Pittsburgh and it's built to map out the, uh, the hospital and navigate help navigate uh, throughout the quarter so that's uh, you can you know how many times have you gone to a new hospital you don't really know where where you're going there's all kinds of signs but it'd be nice to have someone to point you at least in the first two directions so that you can get to your the room uh, of the patient you're trying to visit. So that is that is huge as we move through the process. Uh, of course, uh, the nursing task, picking up patients is one. Uh, I'm sure you have been able to move a few patients along the way, and, uh, and, and doing that is, is critical. What- yeah, exactly, Jose. So there are so many, many um, times or many um, situations yeah. Yeah, about patients with a a weight so a high weight and humans can yeah. be carry the patient to different parts of the hospital and do yeah, I know that when I was uh, moving uh, my dad, my dad was over 300 pounds, and just to pick him off the ground if he fell was difficult. I had to call the fire department, told them to bring the four largest guys they could. But eventually, I learned how to pick him up by myself, you know, because there's certain techniques that you can use. But still, uh, I mean, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a man about 250 pounds, and I'm pretty stocky myself, so I could be able to pick him up. But a, but a nurse at a 125, 150 is very difficult to move a patient so uh, the exactly. ability to move basically to avoid rigs in the in the personnel yeah you don't want to injure the person and you don't want to pull your back out either exactly. so it's it's quite interesting you know uh, the factoids uh, is that hospital
hospitals are moving very uh, dramatically to the new technologies and and the technologies uh, really impacting our lives every day and and they improve uh, our uh, specific medical task and there is more exploratory in fact I, I didn't realize there was a society of uh, surgical robotics that is uh, ongoing and and the folks uh, there at the society believe that robotics is a it's a huge business uh, that is growing and the medical surgical uh, society is really going uh, so I, I'm just going to name off a couple of robotics if you don't mind uh, Sarah uh, you know uh, we're really at a crucial uh, juncture as robotics continue to increase uh, we're in a cusp of massive shift we talked about automation robotics and robotics can, comes from the automobile industry we talked about uh, the logistic industry the uh, uh, even bakery services other services but robots are here to stay uh, they're going to replace man why are robots important well they're they're important because they do repetitive tasks very well they're important because when a job is dangerous they can replace the human being and, and that human being is uh, exposed to less danger uh, they're important because uh, they do precision work without getting uh, I would say uh, I, for me it would be annoyance uh, doing the same work and work and work but uh, they're consistent they're disciplined they uh, that's the reason they use it in surgery because they can do a specific surgery application in a very narrow small field and not get tired but uh, uh, you know I talked about uh, we've been talking about how automation robotics is going to uh, displace the uh, really the unskilled worker but uh, really robots uh, in the future may be displacing high skilled careers yeah. such as doctors and nurses so. Yeah, Jose, but the question is, in healthcare, is whether they will take jobs away from humans. So, for example, in the nursing role, eh, the nursing role is multifaceted. Mm -hmm. So, and it's too complex and to be directly de replaced by artificial intelligence. Yeah, it's it, well. It's everything's a balance. I I, I always believe you're going to use robots like you use robots at Walmart, Amazon, and other places. The even the automobile. It's not a single robot to do things. A robot has to be merged with a human in order to make it a robotic human experience, so that one helps the other. Uh, it is a combination, and I, I think that is really the balance of the future. Is that uh, you you pick a robot to do certain tasks and he could do it by itself but the robots will always have the uh, uh, be surrounded I should say by humans because you either have to program the robot you have to fix the robot you have to create the new task uh, so therefore you need programming skills to do that new task so I'll, and I always believe that the best way to use a good robot at least now uh, before real artificial intelligence and cognitive learning for those robots is a human robot interface that's what I think it's important that's the reason the dispensing of medicine uh, the uh, uh, the ability to yeah, sense they, the heart example, yeah. yeah they could be involved in different areas that affect directly patient care so for example in patient rooms so as a disinfecting in assisting patients so cleaning beds and for example, so in laboratories, like take samples, transport, analyze, store. Um, in the lab system, for example, uh, locating uh, difficult uh, blood vessels. Mm -hmm. So it is good for patient to drop the blood with less pain and, and, and less anxiety for the patient. 
for example, in pharmacological uh, firms, prepare and dispense medication in labs in, uh, and in a larger facilities, robotic carts carry meals, medical devices, floor to floor. Right. So those are the those are areas where robots will uh, help today. And uh, as I go to the next segment, we've got a couple minutes here before we go to the next segment. But we really need to talk about, uh, you know, this is at the beginning. We're all, we're all constantly improving uh, medicine. In fact, uh, I'll talk a little bit about this a little bit. But it was 18 years ago when we used our first ro- uh, surgical robot, and I was going, "Wow, it's 18 years ago! That is amazing." But the reason we want to use this is that uh, you know uh, you get better diagnostic, uh, uh, safer, less evasive surgery, shorter wait wait time, reduced infection rate. We increased the long-term survival rate for everyone. So these are are real critical uh, importance uh, of why robots are being used in medicine. And of course, the robotic experts uh, have their sights on the medical field. They they believe that the autonomous robot could be uh, seen as a regular item in, in hospitals. Uh, uh, the patient's pulse can be taken, screening or scanning the vital signs, and of course, uh, reading the notes from the from the surgeon. And we talked a little bit, you and I talked about it, is the uh, electronic medical record and how important that is. Yeah, so electronic medical records uh, are very important nowadays because you, you can keep all of the information about the specific patient and many people, so doctors, nurses, can um, can manage the information from different parts. So can be from the hospital, from the uh, out, uh, outpatient care facility, or even in the house. So the right. patient can the- be in the house and, and have all the information and send to the doctor, the doctor sent to the patient. And that's all part of the new innovation, technology, uh, make your medical uh, records uh, uh, more transparent to the individual who is providing uh, health assistance to you. But anyway, folks, uh, we're coming up on our uh, first break here. I'd like to uh, thank Sarah Castillo for helping me uh, today discuss uh, medical technology. And, and of course, uh, our, our topic is uh, medical robotics and innovations. And we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. 
Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com listening to today tomorrow's technologies to reach the program today please call in to 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or send an email to today tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com now back to our show Welcome back, folks. This is Jose Negron, your host for T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. My guest today is Sarah Castillo. Uh, she is uh, currently an international consultant on chronic wound care products called the Pneumobag Kit, working for Avanti Technologies. She uh, led a team who worked on Case 95, an elderly woman, age, approximately age 95, she had a chronic wound care, uh, and of course, uh, they were able to sell, uh, save her limb uh, from amputation, and she was scheduled for amputation. Uh, today's subject, of course, is medical robotics and innovation, why uh, medical robotics and medical innovation is making a big splash on today's uh, scenes. For the last six weeks, I've been covering robotics, uh, automation, and of course, artificial intelligence. But uh, medical innovation is critical because uh, we've had many, many uh, innovations on new vaccines, uh, genomics, uh, gene editing, uh, DNA testing, cancer screening, and so forth and so on has all improved because of new medical technology and of course in the robotics medical robotics has incre- increased because it, it, it has been been able to enhance dexterity the senses and the intelligence of scoping the right part of the body for the surgeons. So uh, the use of uh, robotic surgical systems, uh, robotic prostheses, nanorobotics, all have increased and helped patients uh, live a better life. And that is the reason why robotics is coming uh, to be such a useful partner in medicine. One thing I will mention, there has been studies that at least in the older population, they're a little bit more resistant to a robot. And I think uh, Sarah mentioned this a little bit earlier. The robot, uh, you have to get used to. There's a many tasks, that the, a multitask that the nurse does that the robot right now may or may not be able to do. Uh, but those tasks are coming uh, and will be performed because they're, as long as the task is repetitive, as long as the task has a, a, a scheduled timeline or routine, a robot can perform those tasks. The question is, what should the nurse do while the robot does X? And that's uh, it, it frees up the nurses. I mean, it's been a nursing crisis, at least in this country, for a long time, and, and I'm sure around the world. Any comments on that, Sarah? 
Yeah, so um, I think Jose, so however, the nursing tasks uh, are difficult to perform by a robot. So I know, and, and certainly, so robots can could be could may help nurses in the future to so doing different repeat, repetitive tasks, so that the nurses uh, can do at the same time. So maybe can be helpful for nurses. Right. Well, the one one thing that uh, uh, people are really looking at is lifting patients. You brought that up earlier in the segment, is that if you have a 300-pound gentleman, you need almost two to four people to help pick up. So the lifting arms on these robotics to be able to lift the patient. And in fact, I think uh, one of, if I remember correctly, that's probably one of the most difficult tasks in the hospital is, is moving a patient from the bed to the, uh, what do you call it, the stretcher or yeah, the, the dolly, stretch. uh, uh, dolly to move him around from one his bedroom to the laboratory or from office to office. Uh, that's probably one of the most difficult tasks uh, because it strains the nurse and, and it's a physical thing. So they're trying to figure out how to build these lifts that can really lift 300 something pounds uh, with ease. Yeah, and mainly it's just to protect the worker or the nurse or the personnel from injuries. Mm-hmm. Because many people are trying to, to lift a, a very a difficult patient. So the, the, the help about robots is, is, is helpful for that because in order to protect a the personal uh, from injuries. Exactly. Now, I did mention earlier, as we started the segment, that some of the elderly patient have a difficult time really working with the automation or robotic uh, medicine. Uh, but I, I think that is just the, um, what is it, course of technology where the older population are skeptical, where the newer population or the youth of today are going to become more and more um, easier to convince that that's the way to do it. Because right now, look at how many Fitbits are out there. We got heart monitoring devices. We got exercise apps. So we're used to at least a younger generation of using medical, I'm going to say medical practices for uh, uh, short-term analysis of why uh, uh, innovation is becoming that much more critical in our lives. Remember, the benefits of robots is to increase the flexibility uh, of performing various tasks and application. I think that's where, uh, you know, the nurse can really begin to study the patient while the robot does the routine task. Uh, the heavy lifting we talked about, uh, the movement of toxic toxic substance and, and doing a repetitive task. Uh, a medical robot used in surgical application, that is that is increasing. Uh, uh, the uh, laparoscopic, minimal, minimally invasive surgery that's used where you, uh, uh, where you insert a, a 0.51 one centimeter incision and then uh, the incision is called a port and then you can put a, a, a scoptic or tool that the surgeon uses to precisely aim or cut or use uh, uh, the, the various uh, tool sets to uh, continue his uh, uh, microscopic yeah, surgery. Yeah, so as we said in Spanish, it's a procedimientos mínimamente invasivos. Yep. So that is uh, to minimize uh, the uh, 
minimize the the uh, the evasiveness of surgery with a minimal uh, cut, and I, I I think robots can do that, and and it's virtually unlimited uh, what they can use because surgery today is increasing the use of robots. Uh, the small 3D cameras that they're using to to exactly. look at the injury. They're using cameras inside the body, so just a little cut. Yeah, and the body, so it's not a. And also, based on that minimal cut, uh, they're also using uh, what is it, the cholecystectomy? Cholecystectomy. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, help me pronounce that. That's for the surgical removal. Cholecystectomy. Uh, removal of gallbladder, uh, you know, that is important there. That's a small incision. Uh, yeah, they're using the transuterine in, uh, resection of the part. Of, okay. So any organ or any, it is the pain of the, of the problem. Okay, good. And then, uh, you know, what I'm getting at, the Puma system was used to perform the first robotic uh, 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 surgery, and it was uh, in 1990, the system produced a uh, computer motion uh, that became uh, approved by the FDA. And in 2000, the Vinci, uh, Vinci surgical system was the first time an all-encompassing system of surgical instruments and cameras were used. So the Da Vinci system continues to grow and it's one of the leading companies on surgical robotics and the application of, of robotics but you know we, when we talk about robotics uh, surgery you know you, you you've got to look at the various uh, um, uh, I guess the um, uh, microsurgeries is what I call them but the ability to operate an arm uh, eliminating the surgery uh, Need for a surgical assistant. It's it's uh, it's steadier for the surgeon, and and it has uh, various upgrades, and it's challenged the community to create better and better surgical robots. And so I will go in the third segment. We'll talk about a list of about 15 robotic surgeries and what the uh, uh, robots that uh, do surgery and what they do. So as we begin to understand uh, the robotics in surgery, I, I cannot help. But uh, go back and take a look at, you know, the various forms of, of technology that not only in medicine, but in other businesses that we talked about. Uh, so uh, you you want to add something else, Sarah? Yeah. So no, just to say that uh, today is very common. So a surgery is that in the past takes a very many days to, to recuperate the patient, like weeks, two weeks, three weeks. So now the patient can go to the clinic and just do the procedure because it's not a surgery. It's like a procedure. It's something very easy because it's the utensils and everything. It's like a, a minimal a minimal incision. incision. Yeah. yeah. So that takes just one day and the patient can be outpatient the next day. The next, the next day. Perfect, perfect. So technology has and innovation will continue to grow. And it, as uh, as I've read, it, we we are at a, a, a decision point because um, mobile teleconferencing, as I mentioned earlier, the VA is using uh, the mobile learning for uh, nurses, uh, doctors, and so on uh, to to be able to be at different parts of the world and and have video conferencing. And the learning part of the video conferencing is critical. They use the technology 
technology for research purposes has grown. And so that has continued to improve, improve uh, the treatment and reduce pains. The innovation in that area has uh, continued to grow. Uh, it's trying to remove the pain that causes discomfort from the uh, the patient. Machines are used in surgical rooms, have reduced uh, human risk in, while performing surgery. They use the technology to improve patient care. And that's really, uh, I think that's really where the next move is going to be. A lot of movement of robotic surgery has been uh, accomplished and will continue to accomplish. But I see that as evolutionary. The, uh, the surgical instruments will get better. And of course, they're, but the patient care will be uh, uh, not evolutionary, but revolutionary because uh, we're dealing with, you know, not only hospital stay, but home care and the ability to have the recovery and, and be uh, uh, useful when you don't have that nurse where it picks up the vital signs or picks up uh, the ability to uh, do the cleaning and what I call the monotonous task. Yeah, so um, I haven't had the opportunity to see it. so the robots doing that things that I, but um, I think it's, it's as you said, so it's very helpful and everything is going to change so our lives in a positive uh, way. No, I think it will be. It's just like, uh, you know, I, I, I've been studying this area for about 15, 20 years. It's the same thing with the automobiles, you know, started with the robotics and, and just think now the robotics can almost build an entire car. But it is still assembly line. It needs human interaction. I, I, I still believe there's got to be a balance between the robot capability to do and perform a task and the nurse or the doctor doing either the routine patient care or the surgical uh, aspect of it. And the diagnosis, uh, that's still, no matter how uh, fast or intelligent the robot is, it still needs a programmer. It still needs the uh, the capability for the doctor to provide it the the, the, the answers, diagnosis. Yes. Answer diagnosis, yes, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, Sarah, as we continue, uh, you know, robotics has, has played a, a major part in medicine. As I read earlier, it's been over 18 years since we used the first uh, uh, surgical robots. And uh, I'm looking at this and I'm going, wow, I didn't realize it's just the same thing with uh, space. Uh, you know, when we did the space show, it's amazing how many robots, landers and, and other vehicles we had sent into space for exploratory. This is the same thing that's going on in medicine today. Yeah, Today, yeah. yeah, everybody is looking at this, and I do believe that the younger, uh, uh, younger population generation will accept uh, treatment from, uh, you know, a video screen or a robot a lot better than our parents are or grandparents because they're used to working in the uh, well, the physical, non-physical domains, and that's important for them. Think about the pneumobag, the, the same kit that you, you know, we've got the hyperbaric treatment. Those are stationary boxes. You have either the 15-man crew, the five-man crew, or the one-person crew, and yet you need a doctor and a nurse. And your particular application for the pneumo bag, that was yourself and, and, and of course, uh, uh, applying that technology to the patient. Yeah, applying the technology to, to the patient. And really… In a very easy uh, way. 
Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, very easy to apply. It it was. Um, I, I think. Uh, in fact, it's such. It's it's easy because you can even teach the patient's uh, family to administer that while you go along and measure the wound and take care of the medical records for that patient. Well, see, those are the kind of things that I think the robots will be able to do in the in the future, okay. and that is perform the task. However, lets you take care of the documentation exactly. uh, and ensure that the progress of the treatment is going better or improving. And if not, you're the only one's going to be able to recognize it at this stage. And then you can tell uh, the other uh, doctors or nurses to change uh, the prescription. Uh, you have to do another treatment or you validate the treatment is either working or not working. So that's that to me is the importance of, uh, you know, medical robotics and innovation. So as we move on, uh, please, uh, if you want to be involved in the show, call 866-472-5788 or uh, send me an email at todaystomorrowstechnology at gmail.com. My guest today is Sarah Castillo, and we're talking about medical robotics and innovation. And I will say that in our third segment, I'm going to give you a list of about uh, uh, 10 or 15 different robots uh, that are uh, helpful in the medical uh, community, but let's just say that uh, you know, as the years go on, uh, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of uh, new technologies that are being used in every every form or walk that we have, from uh, businesses uh, to uh, uh, you know, teaching to human resources, uh, customer services. Uh, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about the healthcare business, uh, the decision making process. Uh, Technology in the classroom, uh, our, our agriculture. We talked a little snapshot there, and of course, uh, uh, I, robots being useful in the home, and of course, in the various businesses. Uh, as we continue to talk about the healthcare industry, what would you like to say to the audience here uh, before you have to depart? So, so no, I, I just impressive about the way the robots are taking places, very important places in a, in hospitals and in healthcare system. So because when I started as a nurse, so I, I remember that uh, I had to take notes uh, in paper. So everything was in the same place in in. So even a person in. in so everyone um, has to uh, the medical records in the same part in the same place. So everyone has to go to the to the paper. Mm-hmm. But now, so everything is changing about uh, not only uh, medical records. Mm-hmm. It's everything about uh, surgeries, about the days patients um, are in the hospitals. Right. So everything is changing, and I think technology and, and not only robots. So I think it, uh, I I'm thinking about technology. Technology is changing a lot. The healthcare. You're system. worried about your job being replaced. <laughs> I got that. So no, I'm pretty sure that folks, we are not going to be replaced. <laughs> folks, we're talking about medical robots uh, and innovation. My guest today is Sarah Castillo. Uh, she works uh, uh, with. A, she, she leads a team of uh, of nurses uh, for the application of Numa Bag. And of course, I'd like to thank Sarah for being with us. She's got to leave. Our 
our program a little bit earlier today. So uh, I wish you uh, the best, Sarah. Thank you for your your insights today as we talked about the medical robots and innovation. And I'm sure your job is very safe. Yeah, I know. So it's, it's many things to learn about the the the, the topic. But okay, so we're here, so we're learning every day. Exactly. Okay, folks, we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have a nationally known guest that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to todaytomorrowstechnologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks. This is Jose Negron. Our topic today is medical robots and innovation. We've been talking about uh, uh, robotics, automation, artificial intelligence for the last uh, six weeks. Uh, we've talked uh, on various subjects. You can go to our uh, T3 Today Tomorrow Technologies podcast on Voice America, the Variety Channel, and look up the Round Robin on technology, uh, Pneumotech, uh, uh, discussion on the Pneumobag, a wound care product, Nucroma, a vision care product. 
techno- medical technology and innovation. We talked an assortment of uh, other technologies and innovations that are happening in the field. Robotics, what do we know? That's a great show. Uh, we talked about all kinds of different types of robotics, from mining robotics to logistics robotics to bakery, how they're using it in professional services. Uh, we uh, last uh, one of the key topics is space robotics as we continue to explore the uh, um, the return to the moon and the trip to Mars and about the robotics that has gone on really almost 40 years and the countries, China, Russia, U.S., India, and, and, and the European uh, space systems. And of course, automation. Is it needed now? I had a long discussion with Dr. Edgar Leone and the question is artificial intelligence, uh, cognitive learning. And today, our topic is medical robotics uh, innovation. I didn't realize uh, that uh, we had so many uh, surgical robots or just robots uh, working in the medical industry, and it's quite amazing. But the application of surgical robot is really at the cutting edge uh, of uh, expanding because of the precision the surgical robots bring to the uh, surgeon and also because of the miniaturization in, in the realm of the surgery. Uh, the microscopic surgery and an application and the use of uh, minimalistic evasive surgery so that uh, the recovery time, uh, the less infection, and the ability to pinpoint your uh, um, surgical instruments at the right location becomes more and more critical. So uh, we've talked all about that. Our guest, of course, uh, was Sarah Castillo, and uh, she is uh, currently in international consultant for chronic wound care product for the pneumobag kit working for Avanti uh, Technology. Uh, Once again, uh, robotic surgery offers many benefits to patients compared to open surgery, included, as I said, shorter hospital time, reduced pains and discomfort, faster recovery times, return to normal activities. That is really a critical piece. It's amazing how many patients are just inpatient <laughs> they're just uh, they're just ready to get out of the hospital sometimes before they need to but of course the cost of uh, staying in the hospital also drives them to uh, let's get home I can recover a lot faster uh, reduce of uh, blood loss and transfusion and of course minimal, minimal scarring that's the importance of uh, robots uh, technology uh, development is leading in, uh, an incredible exciting uh, future for medical robots I told you the society of medical robots Robots uh, worldwide. Uh, key companies that we need to keep an eye on is uh, Intuitive Surgical, Area Surgical Robotics, KUKA, InTouch Health, Cambridge Medical Robotics, and Aeon Scientific. These are all companies that produce uh, um, surgical robots, uh, robots that are challenging the way we do current business today. Uh, key challenges, of course, uh, the, uh, for robots assisting surgery include increasing the level of autonomy. That is one thing that uh, the robotic industry is trying to do is to continue to increase the robotic autonomy. Uh, also is how do we deal with the legal uh, burden of uh, robotic uh, surgery, uh, the ethical barrier of using robots. And then of course, uh, uh, researchers are looking at materials and, and new materials for future generations. And in addition, the interaction of other basic scientists within that robotic structure. Each year, 
the surgical uh, so, uh, robotics uh, society offers the surgical robotic challenge. Uh, many of these challenges are are first uh, studied uh, by humans, and then the momentum behind producing that repetitive task, and to continue to shine uh, the spotlight. Uh, the society continues to shine a spotlight on the div- diverse range of developments in the general area of robotics. It is something that uh, most medical um, experts believe that ro- robots can reduce uh, the costs, increase efficiency, improve patient care, and of course uh, I- improve the entire industry. Uh, seven healthcare trends of 2019 uh, remains. Uh, uh, the healthcare industry is one of the largest unpredictable industries in the world because of uh, the capability of uh, inpatient care, outpatient care, uh, new uh, surgical procedures, uh, new lab testing, new medicine, and, and so forth and so on. In fact, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as we continue the show, but it's it's really uh, important. Uh, and of course, uh, it, it's uh, ever-growing debate whether we should introduce robots or not robots, but uh, the science is is continuing to grow. I mean, look at the younger generation. Everybody, mostly everybody, I would say 50% of the runners out there are using some type of heart monitor or Fitbit, where before we used to just run and run for time, run for distance, just run for pleasure for some of us, okay? And now all that is being tracked. In fact, even today, we've got uh, Fitbits that uh, monitor our sleep habits. So uh, this is a huge trend that will continue. Uh, medical uh, te- uh, technology and innovation is, uh, is never stopping. It's reinventing itself to improve our, all aspects of our lives. Uh, medical technology companies are focusing on, uh, uh, on delivering products that are cheaper, faster, more efficient to patient care, as I mentioned. And even the Food and Drug Administration are, are looking at how they're approving products, uh, trying to uh, improve the process and to expedite the process because the process is really, really slow. And so uh, our medical innovation and our robotics technology is uh, is continuing to grow. As I mentioned earlier, uh, we've uh, we've got several robots uh, doing surgical um, uh, 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 robots doing surgery so but before I go through that list uh, you know that business is about 20 billion dollars by 2023 so that field of robotics that's the reason everybody's interested in it at the beginning of the program we talked about uh, telepresence uh, that's a video conferencing we talked about surgical assistance we'll get into a little bit deeper of that the medical transport robot uh, that supplies uh, uh, medication and meals, that uh, delivers uh, uh, lab uh, um, uh, tests to different parts of the labs in the hospital. Uh, the sanitation and disinfection robots has increased where the patient checks out of the room and they're uh, putting UV light on, on the process. Robotic prescription, uh, Sarah mentioned that that is uh, increasing and she's seen that uh, as increasing in the future where Robots are dispensing medicine. Uh, MRI scanners are being improved. So the... uh 
the entire process is being uh, the technology is improving the patient care. It's exciting because it's trying to streamline the efficiency of healthcare operations to improve its cost. And really, uh, medical costs continue to grow, and we just need to do something about it. Uh, but as I said earlier, uh, robotics in medicine is uh, it, it, we're having a massive shift of the way we inter- interact with the world and how it interacts with our daily lives. Uh, but more interesting is that uh, as we look at uh, the careers of even doctors, nurses, and the unskilled, we're all going to be replaced one way or the other if we are not uh, uh, looking for various uh, aspects of how we can interact. But I still believe there's a balance. I don't think it's one or the other. And some jobs that are dangerous, yes. Some jobs that are repetitive, monotonous, yes. But there's always, I believe, like in Amazon, a repetitive. Let me talk about some of the robotics uh, uh, surgery or robots in medicine. Uh, First of all, we've talked about the Vinci. It's a ubiquitous medical robot. It's the standard robot for uh, assisted surgery. Uh, The robot, it's a a medical tool, and, and it's in full control of the surgeon. So it's part of the human robot experience. More importantly, uh, it, 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 it helps to the patient because you have less bleeding, you have uh, faster healing, you have uh, reduced risk. It's been, uh, been working with us uh, for 18 years, so 2000 uh, when it was uh, first introduced. Um, actuated sensory prostheses uh, is also important. Uh, gyroscopic limbs, the unification of man and machine and greater source of relief. Over 2 million amputees live in the United States. So that is the sensory sensory prosthesis is really important. The endoscopic bot where you do a small uh, incision and then of course you uh, it uses natural opening so uh, to search for damage, foreign objects, traces of disease it helps the, 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 the surgeon or the doctor look for, for the cause of what's causing the illness and today we even have a capsule uh, endoscopic capsule where it's a pill size and the robot travels throughout your digestive tract. You have orthosis, exoskeleton, uh, helps paralyze people walk again, uh, correcting a, a malformation uh, or rehabilitation after brain or spinal cord injury. So the exoskeleton is going to be huge in our in our area. Uh, targeted therapy, micro robots is is important. This is localized drug uh, therapy to a specific target site within the body. So this is a targeted therapy microscopic robot so that you don't have to, uh, you know, dull the senses everywhere. Just dull the senses there. Treat that particular uh, uh, process there. Disinfectant robots. We talked a little bit about that where the patient leaves and it throws ultra clinical training robots. Uh, uh, this is critical because uh, uh, the ability to train the nurses, the doctors, and, the, and, and really get the real world practices. And that's really important. Uh, the companion robot, uh, as uh, patients are released, you know, do I have that interaction? The telepresence robot surrogate, the robotic nurse, as uh, Sarah mentioned, there's a lot of tasks that the nurse does, and I guess we all take it for granted. And she was hesitant there, you know, you're not going to replace our nurse with a robot, and and uh, and of course we'll probably not do that uh, possibly, but uh, you never know. But 
I do know that the interaction between a nurse and a robot, the the doctor and the robot, and the surgeon and the robot has always been there, and it continues. Uh, the San Francisco hospitals is a proven case. So you got the pharma robotics, uh, you got the AI diagnostics, the Fitbits, and all those, uh, the uh, robotic assistant uh, in the biopsies, uh, etopinology, the antibacterial robots. So these are all robots that are part of our medical health industry. And it's important for us to understand that uh, robotics is here to stay. Medical innovation and robotics are continually to improve. Uh, New vaccine, uh, the ability to edit the genes, uh, DNA testing, uh, robotics in, in all kinds of activities in the hospital from dispensing medicine and so forth. Surgical, we've talked a little bit about that. So today I'd just like to thank my audience for listening. Uh, we were talking, the topic was medical robotics and innovation, the use of uh, robots within our, our medical community, our health care, improve pr- patient quality, improve uh, our, our, our hospital efficiencies, improve the diagnostic and the ability to reduce the cost. So once again, I'd like to thank everybody for listening uh, to today, Tomorrow's Technology. This is your host, Jose Negron. I'd like to thank everybody who's been uh, with us for a long time. I'm looking forward to our next segment, uh, uh, fifth season. We start the 1st of September. So uh, so as for Jose Negron, your host, I bid you good, uh, good day until our next technology show. Take care. Thank you for listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. We hope you'll join your host, Jose Negron, for another exciting program next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week.